Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. I hope everybody is well. And uh, we continue with my live interviews from conferences I've been to. And from now on, we'll be hearing interviews that I did at the WASD conference last April in London. And here's a very special one. Here was uh, an interview I did with Dave Gilbert of Wagedai. Now, Dave Gilbert doesn't really need an introduction and in fact i forgot to introduce him as uh, as well so good thing that most people hopefully know him in case you don't know him he's the developer of the blackwell series of games and on avowed and he's working on two games now he's uh well he's publishing nighthawks from richard cobbett uh which is in development and scheduled to be released sometime in 2023 i believe and he's also developing his own game, Old Skies, which is set to be released in 2024. And Dave was kind enough to show me both games at uh, WASD. Uh, we start off, this is the first time he'd seen this build. Richard had just updated Nighthawks and he just sent it to Dave. So Dave and I were seeing it for the very first time. So Dave was uh, playing through the game, showing me the game. And so that's what you will hear. Then we speak a little bit about Old Skies. And Dave showed me a little bit of his game as well, Old Skies. And I really cannot wait for both games as well. Um, and also, on our Patreon, there is even extra content with Dave Gilbert. But uh, a little bit more about that at the end of this interview. But first, here is a trailer of Old Skies, uh, Dave Gilbert's upcoming game, which he spoke about in this interview, followed by my interview with Dave Gilbert. Now, once again, there was a lot of background noise. This was in the press room, but there was no press room, really. It was very loud, so I've tried my best again to try and drown out some background noise, and my phone also went off a couple of times. I will try and ensure it's on silent in future when I do live interviews. Uh, so hopefully you'll still enjoy it, uh, and uh, and yeah, so please enjoy. Here's the trailer for Old Skies, followed by my interview with Dave. Please enjoy. So, why do you want to travel into the past so badly? I just want to see her again, one more time. I need to find out what happened to my father. It's haunted me all my life. I messed up. So bad. I need to go back and set it right. I never thought my sins could be forgiven. But maybe they can be erased? I understand. I'm here to help you. Let's go, shall we? And don't worry. It's perfectly safe. Good. God. What a day. Time travel. It's a job like any other, I suppose. I sometimes wonder, why was I chosen for this? I know I'm not like most people. I'm not like you. Your timeline can change. One wrong choice, and you never existed. But not me. I'm immune to all that. Can you imagine? 
seeing all the paths not taken, all at once. I can. How about I show you? Temporary. Uh, this is just a quick way of getting into the game right now. There's like a character creator. So it's, are you familiar with Vampire Bloodlines? Yes. It's sort of along those lines. Um, you know, you have a progenitor, meaning like the guy who sired you, like what his history is. Let's say he's, let's say he's, uh, I don't know. Imperial corpse talking. street person. This is all gonna. That's all temporary. This is like a whole big process of like dialogue and stuff. This is just to get into it. Um, there is music which you can't hear. Yeah. <laughs> Quite loud here. <laughs> and how far away do you know is the game? He's finished all the he's finished all the writing. Okay. Um, well, again, I haven't played through it myself yet. Um, you trust Richard? Uh... I trust him. I trust him. Um, yeah. So this is the prologue. I'm not just gonna sort of skim through all this. It's basically your um, the, the main difference between this game, the story of the uh, the backstory of this vampire game versus others is that everyone knows vampires exist. It's like the secret's out, everyone knows vampires exist, and so now they're like, everyone's scared, but it's like, okay, here's this, here's the, there's this deal with the government, here's this old, here's this city, this is where all the vampires can live. You know, all their past murders are forgiven, because we know you don't have a choice. Live here, and you know, we'll try to figure out a way to work, to live together. And so they're in this city of other vampires and humans. And what you're doing, um, the start of the game, is you are trying to, you're tracking down a uh, vassal of your former sire. You know, like his, his ghoul, like his Renfeld. Uh, so here he is. Um, you know, he's here, you knock on his door, and depending on the skills you chose, you can force the door open or pick the lock. Let's pick the lock. You get in. Step into the apartment, right on. So, we're looking um, around the bed. Oh, the icons are new, those are nice. So let's look around the bed. Um, search through the clothes, anything interesting there. He's got a driver's license, how well, can you see okay? Yes, I can see that, yeah. So, um, you get his driver's license, so now you have his picture. Come to the bed, nothing there. Syringes, spoon, rubber tourniquet, you know, because he's Lovely, injecting yeah. himself with blood, right? Um, so search the desk. Uh, check the top drawer. Can we force the door open? Yes, we can. Um, it's a diary, so we can read through the diary. Doesn't really tell us anything. Consider the evidence. He's here, he tried to bleed himself dry of his monster's blood. Uh, did it work? Vampire vassals are too subordinate to the lords to even try. Okay, so... We're still trying to track him down. Because he stole something from you. And you can choose what that thing was. Oh! A watch, a gold ring, or a locket. Let's go to gold ring. Okay. Suddenly, you become aware of a presence. 
slight breath of fear from the hallway door. Old lady with a shotgun. She looks, she does look threatening. Yeah. I don't know who you are, but we're sick of you. Damn cold bloods running around. Dead is dead. So depending on the options you chose at the beginning, if you have mesmerism, you could like command her to drop it. Um, Tenebrant, I thought I chose Shadow, but maybe I didn't. No, I chose Corpse Take, Corpse Take. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to try to... Um, so the first two are not available, but threaten her. Threaten her or to try to talk her. talk her into it. I would try talking to her. <laughs> okay. She lowers the gun, she throws it into a corner. You grab it, throw it into the corner. Her but blood, her calls, blood out. calls out to you. Um, so you could try to resist, depending on the stats you chose. Um, you manage, you, but yeah, your self-control is stronger. So if, depending on the stats you chose, you might not have been able to resist. Right. So you kill her. And you run out. The trail of Elijah Mara. Oh, that's new. I never knew what he looked like before. <laughs> <laughs> You're discovering this along with me then. <laughs> yeah. So then you go back to your hotel. Um, and then people are attacking you. Oh. The pair recognize your weakness even at a distance. Yes. Um, should we run away, try to lose them, or fight them? Uh, attempt to lose, turn to fate. Uh, attempt to lose him in an alleyway. Uh oh. Oh nope. no. Yeah. No getting out of a fight. Well, I, so think, there, I think you can skip the fights. Okay, so the fights are skippable in yeah, this game? But he, he hasn't coded the combat. Okay. He but in order to get the story stuff in. Right. So, yeah. But right now you need to get back to your sanctuary. So you live in a hotel called the Halcyon. Okay. And how do the fight scenes, or how will they work, do you it's know? It's kind of card-based. You have ability okay. based on cards. And so you can like pick, I think, four cards, or five cards, and sometimes you get additional ones depending if you have a companion with you or not. Okay, okay. And sometimes you can get like, diseased, or get weaknesses, which means like those become some of your cards. So it's, um, apparently it's a lot of like, yeah. um, based it on something. <laughs> I don't know. But well, something I haven't played. Reluctantly, you crawl out of there. Um, check the... Ooh. Should she check the mirror, or he? Check the mirror. Hasn't been used in a while. Is it, va is it vampires? Can they see their own reflection in no. this game? No. Look out the window, look at the street, watch the face. Now you call yourself a mortal. And, um... There's a cheat menu. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah. So, yeah, um, stylish ways to prevent nudity. Uh, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> a birthday suit is technically still a suit. I mean, um, that is true. <laughs> he actually coded... The, like, you can play the whole game naked, and it'll let you do that. Richard just, like, wanted to do that. He's like, you can play the whole game naked. Fair enough. He, he actually went out of his way to let, to let you play the whole game naked. And you, you get an achievement for it, naturally. Um, <laughs> Will Steam have any issues with that? I don't think so, because you can't see yourself. Okay. Right. Can I leave? Leave. Let's get out of here. Okay. Okay, so, depending on the origin you chose, um, you get what's called friendly face, meaning uh, one of the companion characters will introduce themselves to you, and you can pal around with them for a little while. She's one of my favorites. She's this little girl 
vampire girl named Agatha. She's like a Dickens Cockney. Oh. She can talk to rats. Okay. Um, and I think if you chose, depending on the, um, I think because I chose the shadow origin, meaning the the guy who sired you, the vampire who sired you, he was like a shadowy thief character. So that's why she's the one who approaches you. I think there's about ten different companions in the game. Okay. Um, and they're all up. Oh, they're all amazingly written. I mean, it's Richard. Uh, yeah. You know, like everyone's got such a great voice and just like. Nice and juicy. Should we eat the rat or decline? <laughs> uh, okay, let's uh, take a bite of the rat. Poor rat, I can't believe you fell for that. Seriously, <laughs> you get them fangs out of a cereal box. Um, rat sucker, you dying? That's great. <laughs> uh, I should say I don't condone eating rats like this, but yes. this is a game. You can. <laughs> Alright, so basically, and she'll pal around with you, you can do with a guy. Again, yeah, there's no, I don't want you to have to read all this, this is why I'm Oh, no, it's it. interesting, because no, um, it's the first time that I've seen it as well. It's, yeah. I mean, it's so the first time you've seen it. Well, it's not the first time I've seen it. Well, this build, is it? Yeah, this build. Mm. Oh, this is new. Well, it looks very... I like this graffiti, that's new. Yeah, it just scratches. Um, I, I like it, it's, it's very clear what... Yeah. Do you like, and also the I like the I know this is a nerdy thing, but the font. It's oh, clear. Richard spent so much time. Yeah. On it's very clear. Font, color, yeah. placement. With the colors with the yeah. Can you talk to? Her? No, you can't talk to her. So we're in the map screen yeah, now. Map screen. And so I think she said we can go to the. Um, I think Old Town. And she'll like you know comment on things as you walk around. Handsome young man approaches you. Gives you a flyer for the nightclub, Nighthawks. Nighthawks, that's the name of the game, yeah. right? <laughs> and that, Nighthawks becomes like your uh, headquarters. Okay. It's like you, it starts off, you work for the owner of the club, you later become the owner of the club, and that's sort of your base of operations. So like, you're, you sort of like are, you know, working with the various factions in the city. Right, yeah. To try to, you know, solve the big conspiracy, as it were. Um, so that's the, just okay. the I, I also like how there's not too much writing because you know like compare Disco Elysium I love that game but there was a lot of writing Richard in talk about that a lot yeah and here it's like a paragraph each time playing Disco Elysium he said was it's, like you were drowning in words it's great game but that's fantastic. also kind of by design yeah that's what the character's mind is like it's constantly absolutely yeah yeah I think the writing was really good but here I, know, I believe it's something that you've mentioned as well that not to have too much writing or not too, too much dialogue or I don't know if you or have you said have you said something about not have two long sentences am I correct in saying that or? I would say so yeah yeah I mean, there's some longer bits than others but for the most part it's, it's succinct um, and uh, yeah it's, it's interesting how you're working with Richard and he said you trust him that is the first time you're seeing it yeah is this the first time you're working exactly like that with someone pretty much uh, I mean the thing is is like also Richard this is the type of game where um because usually when I work on my games, I have to work directly with the artists right. and the composers and everything. Because like I can't make the game unless I have the art. With this, since it's a 90% of the game is here, you know, it's all text. Mm. And he plugs in the art when he gets it. And he already knew pretty much everything that needed to be in the game when he started. And so he had the art list for Ben. 
and he just Ben just started writing, you know, just doing all the art, and then he finally finished, and Richard was just could continue working on his own. So he didn't really need right. to work that closely with, with Ben uh, to make the game. And me, I was busy with my other projects, so I was happy to just let him work. And when he had something for me, he had something for me. I mean, once in a while I check in. Yeah, it's your company. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you ever give him feedback or is it all just... Yeah, yeah? Um, at the beginning I did. Um, I mean, little things, it was mostly like... Um, the reason why he did the whole friendly face thing is because the city and world are very bleak. Mm. And it's like, yeah, is there any way you can lighten it up? It's so depressing. And you yeah. get to the later chapters, there's so much humor. Because Richard's a funny guy. Yeah. But he really set up like the, you know, the introduction. You walk around the city, everything is bleak. Everyone is miserable. Everyone's depressed. And so he added this, the friendly face, and you used to have someone interesting and fun to talk to. Yeah. But like, so it was my suggestion, but it was my concern that he came up with a solution. Right. That kind of stuff. Okay. So it's like, I once in a while would offer feedback, like, I would play the game, and it's like, he's focused on the main story, but I said, you know, I think that we've been working on this for a while, I want to see how you interact with the companions. Because that's like the fun stuff. Could you, yeah. could you detour a little and work on the companion stuff so we could see it? And he did. And okay. so, and that was all, it's all great. I mean, like, yeah. like this, this, this kid is it's so funny. Like, she's just, you know, drinking blood, whatever. Yeah, she's great. Um, this, this game, like, seems to be different to your other games. Would you say that with, uh... It's not a traditional adventure game, no. Yeah. Which I think it looks great. It's certainly not a criticism, but I, I actually like that I'm a Wajidai that you're, because you know, Hobbs Barrow you now. Have a, and a style. It's a style, but then you're kind of breaking it now. This is. I'm not married to that style. It's just sort of what I'm drawn to. Sure. Um, but now, this all, do, you, do you hope that this can reach out to more or different kinds of people, maybe? I'm hoping so. I mean, it's a market that I'm not familiar with, but Richard is. He worked on Sunless Skies. Oh, did? So he knows oh, wow. all those people, you know, and he, he's still in touch with them. That's you know. why this uh, has a similar... I've, from, I, as I told you, I've just played Mask of the Rose oh, yeah, up I'm here, which is really too. good. I was actually told, yeah, would you mind giving other people a chance? Yeah. Because it was so addictive. Uh, but yeah, that makes sense now. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that one. He's, he, he knows how that kind of game works. Right. Because he worked on Sunless Sea as well. Okay. He worked on, you know, Fallen London and all that. So he's very familiar with it. Um, and so I pretty much stay out of his way and let him Yeah, that's sometimes the best option. Uh, for the most part, yeah. Uh, this, this is, you can get emails from characters and... Um, and wh where is this set? Is this London that it's set? Or where is no, it? it's a it's an Original. unspecified American city. New Orleans. Called the city. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they never even mention a name. Um, on the trail of Guadalajara. Oh, because that's my character name, right? Oh, okay. Um, I tried the high cost of dying. Yeah. So we are reading an email on our This is like the game. your request list. These are like your... Oh, the quests. And this is your companions, contacts, um, diary. I guess this is save games. This is profile stuff. Um, coming next build. So for, for the people then listening, so the game is... Um, there's writing on the right-hand side, and then there's a static image, beautiful static image, kind of the main point. Yeah. And is it more about the choices, like cho uh, choice-based games? Very that much the main? so. Very much so. 
uh, the choices make a huge impact in the in the whole game. Okay. Yeah. That's uh. That's why it's taking so long. All the permutations and branches. Right. Yeah. Well, well, thank you very much for that. Do you have any tentative release date for this game? I know it's um, already done. Ball, we're hoping. I mean, okay, this year. She's going to get a voice acting script for me soon. Oh, so there's going to be voice acting in this game? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I take it you'll be working with the voice actors? <laughs> oh, of course. No question. No question. So, well, because there's, there's a lot of uh, dialogue in this game. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Um, one-sided, and Avowed was kind of the same way, because the player character doesn't talk. So it's like Agatha might say a lot, right. but it's only because you're not responding. Right. So they have to pull, pull, um, bear the brunt of the, uh, oh wow, the UI is so much better now. This is so ugly before. <laughs> play dialogue? Why wouldn't you want to play dialogue? Again, I like the colors and the contrast. It's very clear. Oh, Richard spends so much time it's, on that. You can tell. Colors, like... You spend months. I'm not even kidding. Anyway, yeah. So that's that's oh. basically nice. Well, thank you for that. So this fall, maybe. Maybe. I don't want to. <laughs> Sometimes. Twenty twenty three, maybe. And that is Night Talks. Is it true? Are there any RPG elements, or is it mainly two? Yeah, like or? I said, you have lots of stats and sure. you know, gear, and there's combat. Then you can skip it all if you want. You know, he's um, he, he wants you to be able to play it. The combat's there if you want it, but for the most part, it's uh, it's skippable. Okay, yeah. and, uh, and then I wanted to ask if you don't mind about your game, Old Skies, yes. uh, that you're also working on. Um, first of all, how is the development of that game going? Is it's, it's, going it's going pretty well. Um, I brought in another writer to kind of help me fill in the gaps. Oh, so very like, good. Because it's, it's, it's one that's been, a, um, it's been a, a game that's hard to get down the throat of. Mm. I've, um, I think I bit off a little bit more. Not, not that I bit off more than I can chew. It's just I'm trying to do a lot with it and it's just taking me so much longer so much so that there's a lot of like you know empty parts in the early parts of the game that I oh I'll just get to it later but it's just taking so long yeah. that I'm not I'm leaving so much of it so much of it is like empty and I just thought well you know there's this writer I know who just recently um, left her job and she was available she knows my work really well her name is Olivia White. Uh, she used to work on the No Sleep podcast. Um, she knows my work very well. Has tested the game a lot. She knows the voice, and so she she just came on board to help me with that. Oh, so, cool! Um, and has that helped in different ways, or has that given you it's other? It's given me a lot more peace of mind. Like a writer's room kind well, of. It's well. more like Two people I know I could, I would have, I would be able to get to it eventually, mm. but because it's taking me so long, the stress of knowing oh I still have all this game, the rest of the game to work on, like to design and implement, and all this other stuff is still not done. Like I have so much ahead of me, and there's still so much that I haven't done yet and with that like getting rid of that stress has just been a weight off my shoulders yeah yeah so yeah oh well, fantastic is it the first time you've worked with another writer on one of your respect, games yeah. yeah I've had narrative consultants before oh, that's where I'm like you know, here's kind of what I want to do can you like put together you know a, a brief treatment of what you think you know to give me a first draft right. usually what ends up happening is that I'll I use that as like a springboard and I'll like okay I'll change everything <laughs> but if it wasn't for that first draft 
draft, I might not have been able to get there. Sometimes I do that. Right. Um, Unavowed had a lot of that. Okay. Yeah, because Unavowed was very ambitious. This seems to be also yeah. very ambitious. Um, also, your talk at uh, VentureX last week was very interesting because I'm sure on the outside, they go Unavowed is very successful, so everything must be easy for you. No, no. <laughs> I mean, and that, and that's um, just it. It's like whenever I get this tested. Yeah, they open their eyes. They just open my eyes. That well, even whenever I get a test on Avowed and anyone, I mean, test Old Skies, you know, sometimes I get, oh, you know, I liked the way you did this in Old Skies better. And it's like, oh, yeah. like you have no idea how much that, you know, how yeah. much I'm, I'm trying to, like, the fact that Old Skies on Avowed was such a, you know, huge, unexpected success. Yeah. Like how much that is, like, paralyzing me for my next project. And, you know, I just have to accept that. Okay, people might not like it as much as Unavowed. Not every game can be Unavowed. And that's fine. Like, yeah. That's fine. Old Skies is its own thing. I like it. I'm doing something different with it. It's personal. Like, I'm having fun with it. I'm just following the serotonin. You know, Do it's, it's something I'm happy with. It's taking longer than I'd like, but other than that, I'm happy with it. But I, I have spoken to people who said that they preferred, uh, especially the last Blackwell game, over on Avowed. I'd like both of them. So. I think it's good, too. <laughs> it's also they prefer good. the Blackwell series. You know what? I like it's, the Blackwell yeah. series. But, I like everything. Uh, and I know before we finish up, but I wanted to ask you if you can say because uh, Old Skies deals with time travel which I'm sure is very can get very complex very so it can be what, what are the are you going to tell us very basically if you can what are the rules of time travel in your game like, you okay. know, can you so can your character meet an earlier version of your character or will she disappear are there paradoxes well, okay, here's, here's can, you, can you kill baby Hitler <laughs> save JFK no, no. Um, well it's more like here's like the, the way I set it up is basically like here's this technology it exists people are going to use it so it needs to be controlled so it's time travel kind of corporatized it's like um, it's kind of become a blue collar job and with a lot of government oversight so like there's things that you can try to do but they won't let you do um, and it's just very heavily regulated. And so the way this time travel agency works is that you, um, it's, it's, so it's usually accessible to like fairly wealthy people who want to go back and experience something yeah. or re-experience something in their lives, change something small. You can change things, basically. Okay, you can, can change, change things. things. And that's, that's actually a key theme of the game is because the main character, you know, can see all these changes, and it's sort of like this, um, this, what's the word I'm looking for, where nothing is, nothing is solid, this, um, basically, in her, in her life, like, nothing, nothing is solid, nothing stays the same, nothing is, like, everything is very, oh my god, I'm forgetting the word, <laughs> there was a word for this, where things just seem very immaterial, and, I don't know. There's a, word that account, there's a word that yeah, encapsulates the whole thing, but I don't remember what it was. Uh, but so basically, what is, what is this? What does that do to you when, like, nothing, literally nothing you do matters, you know? And because nothing stays the same ever for her. She's, because she can sense all these changes. She doesn't bother learning history. She reads a book and the story literally changes as she reads it, you know, because, like, time traffic, time shifts and things like that. And so, like, what does this do to her? And kind of, like, that's the kind of the, the story 
arc okay. of her is like coming to terms with that, becoming someone who's like very nihilistic because why wouldn't she be? To someone who kind of gives a damn at the end. But each story, I kind of divide it up into modular chapters. Each one um, involves someone who wants to go back in time to experience something or change something small or whatever. And she accompanies them to make sure that nothing goes wrong. And nothing ever does. <laughs> That's why a lot of things go wrong. And she has to well, deal with it. I saw in the trailer that she dies a lot. This is yes. in the trailer. She's Actually, I could show you that bit if you want. Yeah, it's sure. Um, um, basically, but... yeah, I'll show it to you. Okay. Uh, let me see. I have to... I, I'd have to say, I think it's a very unique perspective on time travel. Because usually in time travel stories, if the government find out about it, try and, you know not use it or try and hide it but yeah. in your game in those guys it's like yeah okay it exists everyone knows about it but we regulate it yeah which I, I mean find if you go into the past they don't know about it okay but, um, and ca can we go like to dinosaur era that, no, no there's only a few you can go to the 2020s uh, you can go to the 1920s 1870s um, the 2040s and um, <laughs> right now I'm doing one in uh, 2001, like okay. September 10th, 2001. Ooh, or 2019, and, before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish. Um, and then one in the 90s that I haven't okay. written. Um, and what I, what I think is cool, some silly thing I did, like this has kind of been the iconic marketing for it, but um, let's say, okay, I'm gonna show you this bit here. Now, if I save the game. Yeah, thank you. You can save the game. Yeah. <laughs> Restart. Our outfit changes. Oh. So that is my one little uh, kind of. Love you also did something interesting when uh, on a vow with the main menu. Very so, yeah. so what you're trying to do is um, these two are just like uh, this. They're a couple. It's their wedding night, and they're just raising hell. And the one thing they're doing is they're about to rob this jewelry store. And you need to... They die in the... In the original history, they die in the attempt. So you're, you need to try to save their lives. Um, so I'm just going to skip through a lot of... And they're just terrible. Like, funny <laughs> terrible. Like, they're just so self-destructive, and you need to keep... And there is voice acting. I don't know if you can hear it. Yes, yeah, so well, she has voice acting. Sally Beaumont, yeah. yeah. Fantastic Sally Beaumont, we need. Yeah. yeah, she's like, you have to think of your future, you can't keep doing this. And they're like, oh yeah, well, we'll rob a jewelry store, that'll, that'll provide for our future. That's <laughs> great. Um, all right, so I'm just going to skip through a lot of this dialogue. And like, she's like, fine, I'm going to help you and save your life. Okay. So let's say you let's, go in. Let's begin. So we're meeting this couple. Yeah. So they whip, oh, Ooh. that's a bad place for them. <laughs> so, 
whenever you die, you could um, you have a handler in the future who kind of like hits a rewind button. Oh, and that's Rewinds you to like a few minutes before you die. Does it so still hurt her? Yeah. So it still hurts, but so she still remembers everything that happened. Okay. And okay. Kind of like like this is going to end badly because she just did it, right? I don't know. is stronger than. Yeah, they're also very short. Um, all right, you know what? I'm going to skip to a different part of it. This is, this is a multi-stage puzzle. Um, so I'm going to skip to this part here. Iced too. Yeah. Okay, so we've disarmed him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like, should, that, should he open the safe? Because she remembers the combination. Because uh, she used to work at this store. Oh, okay. So she remembers the first number, but she doesn't remember the second. So while they're, while they're talking, you can look and say, okay, it's set to nine. And she said, the second number is the year her mother died. Okay. So the year so... my mom died. And so, like, we just let this conversation play out. Kind of person for, yeah? So she's forgotten the year that her mother died. Yeah. She's also pregnant, so... Oh. I should shorten this conversation. <laughs> it's a little... It takes a little too long to get through. Uh, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he grabs the oh. gun. She accidentally shoots here because of course she does. <laughs> so you can literally rewind. Yeah. Okay. So now you've got this um, archive. Oh crap. Okay, she died. She died in. Um, oh my god, when did she die? 1918. She died in 1918. I just remember it. So. So it's 918 is the combination. So you go back in. Blah blah blah. And can you then check? So your character, can she get her boss to check the year? Well you have like you can look her up. Can, okay, yeah. yeah you can look up the I remember from the demo, yes. Yeah. Oh, again. Yeah. <laughs> so then they have a little talk again. We can look at the thing. 23. So the combination is 9, 18, 23. So then we got to wait for this. I'm going to add a little fast forward button because it takes a while for them to like... Access to Francisco Gonzalez, you mentioned the Forgotten City, I take it. Did you play that game? 
that, that the, what? the Forgotten City. Love yes, me too. Oh my god. Okay, this, so, this, this is not, doesn't look good, but... 9... 18. 10, 18. Sort of your sound. His arms keep flicking up and down when they shouldn't. Well, <laughs> I'll fix that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that's that's kind of how that works. Okay. Um, so there's a lot, a lot of the, there's a lot of puzzles that involve stuff like that, like just dying and remembering and trying again. Yeah. Um, Perfect. So dying. So you can die in this adventure. Okay, but that's part of the yeah. game. That's... that's kind of what it enables me to do. Because uh, what a lot of people always complain about my games is that they don't have a lot of um, puzzles. Because they tend to, I, I don't write very good ones. But I think like what this system allows me to do, I can indulge in a bit of moon logic. Yeah. Because often the problem with moon logic is that you try something and it's like, oh, there's no way that could have worked. I'm guessing. Um, but since like you can try it again and again, um, you, you know it will work. Yeah. Like there's one scene where uh, you know there's a guy who like shoots up a bar, and you but you know exactly where he, he steps when he walks, so you can put a, like a, a billiard ball under that spot and he'll fall. And uh, then you can put the, yeah. Yeah. So okay. like, there's no way you would know that. Otherwise. Yeah. So. You kind of, no, it's very, so yes, it's very good. What was I going to say? In the, in the demo, there were, there, were, there were puzzles in the demo. Some. Yeah. 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 Not very hard, not very difficult ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But what I, what I liked was the pace of the demo, at least. You know, the story kept going. Mm. Like, I never felt like, oh, this, I'm at a complete block now, and it's kind of affecting my enjoyment of the oh, game. Thank you. It's, yeah. No. And that's just that I set up that system because yeah. you can only rewind when you die. Right, yeah. You can't just rewind whenever I don't think we could do that in the demo, correct? You couldn't? You know, no. didn't die in the demo. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, so I, I had to set up these puzzles so that if you get them wrong, you will always have to die somehow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it can be fun. Kind of going so back to the Sierra days. All right, so how, how do I make you die? Like, yeah, and it's funny how, like, adding death into the game, it's like, she'll die at every, like, you know... Anything will kill her because yeah. why not? Well, now you know um, how the developers, uh, well, the two guys from Andromeda felt. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. It's not that bad. And is this, uh, is this set in the same universe as Blackwell and Unavowed? Okay. It is, yeah. Um, it's not quite as blatant as, Una as Unavowed was because it, that was the same genre. Right. This is not the same genre, but you'll see, like, um, you know, there's references. The demo had, like, the village eye. Uh, it had there's like Trollgate the movie somewhere you see a poster and it's like you know you go back in time how could I not like have you know ancestors of like other characters like, right yeah there's a yeah, police yeah. officer in the 1920s his name is Mitchell Santino right because how could I not you know like, how could I not do that um, but I think this is fun you know it's not a at least it's 
Are there any references to other classic adventure games? I don't do, I only reference my own stuff. <laughs> I, I think that's fair. I think you're allowed to do that. Thank you. And the yeah. final question I wanted to ask is, because I know before you were thinking about going 3D, I believe, and I played a demo in 3D, which I liked. Now, you know, I... You're talking about the jam game that I did? Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Now, yeah. I think the graphics here look really good, and I think they probably do look better, but I liked in the 3D how you are doing the camera angles and I very cinematic. That. I mean, the thing about that jam game was, A, it was a jam game. Yeah. I used pre-bought still... assets. Yeah. And Uma, which was kind of a 3D poser. Real-time right. 3D poser. And I thought that because I made that little game, I would be able... I totally had the skills and knowledge to create a full game. No. Um, and then, like, both Ben and I did not have fun working on it. Right. Like, and I said, yeah, I'm doing this in 3D. We lasted, like, two months. Yeah, then he went back to Meanwhile, you know, it's yeah. been, like, four years later, and people were like, hey, I thought you were making a 3D game. Like, no, we're not. Yeah, what? <laughs> well, so, so, do you think you'll be sticking with 2D for now, at least? Or? For now, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but know, it was interesting seeing, as I said, um, the camera angles, like, having the swooping camera in the demo. I the... loved being able to do that. Yeah. Um, I am sure, like, I... It was very basic, but just it added yeah. a little something. Um, I was able to create this whole like environment, just right. with some you know kind of these pre-bought assets. It was like a playset. Just plunk buildings down, put a street down, you know, and just I made it. I could walk around and talk to people. It was amazing. Like I couldn't believe it felt like magic, really. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm surprised there aren't more games like it. Because those assets were not expensive, and um, Uma made it so easy to make characters. I'm amazed we aren't drowning in games like that. <laughs> because like maybe it wasn't, it didn't look AAA, but it didn't look bad. No, I'd... like if I had put more effort into the lighting, I think it would have looked really yeah. decent. But it's like. And that took me a month. It took me less than a month. It took me two weeks. Um, I'm surprised we're not drowning in games like that. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe one day I'll, I'll make another game. Yeah, another I'll game jam game. or just out of the blue like that. Another Solomon Galerni joint. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you very much, yeah. Dave. So I don't know how much of that could be like podcast material. Uh, you I want to do an actual... So that was my interview with Dave Gilbert live at WASD. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed that. And again, thank you so much to Dave for agreeing to talk to me and show me a little bit about his upcoming games. Uh, we will be covering those games uh, when they are released. Uh, we'll be covering them on this podcast. Um, now, as I mentioned at the top of the interview... If you want to hear more from Dave Gilbert, you can go to our Patreon. And uh, there is even more when I spoke to Dave about games that he's been playing. He's also a gamer. He likes playing other adventure games and non-adventure games, RPGs as well. So we spoke about that and we also asked him questions about uh, which characters are his favorite and which game world he would like to be in. We had a great discussion about other games as well. So you can get to know Dave a little bit more. So as a thank you to our Patreon supporters... Uh, you can get that on Patreon exclusively. So uh, so that is it for this episode. Once again, there will be more interviews on the podcast, not on live. You'll be happy to know, just 
on the podcast where we can have more control of the audio. Uh, I've interviews, I haven't done them yet, but with uh, Wormwood Studios, we'll be speaking about, if that hasn't been uploaded yet, about uh, Primordia and about Strangeland and hopefully there are other games and more as well. Uh, subscribe to the podcast so you can get these interviews and reviews of games that, I, that we do uh, directly to uh, wherever you listen to this podcast. Uh, so next live interview that I'll be doing will be with John Ingold of Inkle Studios, which I also spoke, uh, who I also spoke to live at WASD. Uh, so uh, so until then, uh, take care, everyone. And goodbye. <laughs>the adventure games podcast then please subscribe rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts please leave a review on itunes if you can as every review helps and reviews will help get the word out especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast now you can also follow me on social media you can follow me on twitter at Advent Game Pod, you can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well, and we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a adventure game developer or adventure game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who. You believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you